All right, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. My friend, how you been? Uh, good. Hey, it <laughs> it's been, been it's been a long time. <laughs> it's been about a year since I last seen you. I think it's been longer. I think you last think so? time I saw you was, I mean, it was at work. Yeah, that was uh, 2019, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so it's when COVID been a while. hit, and um, yeah, what a wild time that was, huh? Yeah, that was that was something else for sure. I mean, it was uh, my first. Uh, I guess I was just coming into healthcare, so that was that was an interesting awakening. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, man for me. I just moved here, and uh, didn't know anybody. And then COVID hit, stuck in that little apartment I had. It was awful. Yeah, it was it was weird. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. There was like so many good things that came out of COVID. I feel like um it's it's interesting. I think perspective is is I mean, some of the best things in my life right now happened because of COVID. So, I think right. uh I perspective is is everything, but also while COVID was happening and when I knew you it was also probably the worst time of my life. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. So, it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with you. A lot did a lot of good did come out of COVID. It exposed a lot, I feel like, especially towards healthcare. Yeah. It was like, why am I gonna do all this? You know, and you guys are gonna pay me like you know, you're gonna pay me in pizza. Yeah. You know pizza parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so weird. Like they're all about being like health conscious and like here's pizza, here's ice cream, here's soda, here's like yeah. the the worst food of the worst food. And uh, please come back for more, you know? Totally. Put your life on the line and then your family. Like, the more and more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I'm, like, face front with these people who have this, who have COVID. And then try not to take that home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I love that you bring that up because... I mean, since since last time I saw you, a lot has happened in my life. I transitioned um, out of nursing. Um, I started my own business and kind of the health thing was a huge thing for me. Mm. So just it was not aligning with who I wanted to be. And I just felt such an internal disconnect. Um, I it, it's, it's hard to describe just because you know, there, I've had to do a lot of internal work about it, just, yeah. uh, spending so much time going to school and then, you know, realizing that you're about to do something completely different. So, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, let's get into that. So, uh, yeah, when I met you, you were just starting nursing, right? Yeah. So I was a tech at the emergency department yeah. And I mean, that's how we got to know each other. Yeah. I'd bring the patients, wheel them on over, bring the patients in, and then you know, just uh, just hang out with you guys. And then um, I was in nursing school uh, during that time. Yeah. And um, I think during the time that I got to meet you, I I mean, I had just recently started working, and um, I. I, I had a terrible breakup. Everything like everything happened so fast. So my grandma had passed away. Mm. Um, shortly after I had this terrible breakup. And then I remember starting to do my clinicals and it when it, it was in um 
you know, uh, skilled facility, uh, uh-huh. like nursing facilities. And I just broke down. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is not what I was imagining my life to mm-hmm. be like. Um, and then I, yeah, then I just kept going to nursing school and then I, I don't know, things happen so randomly, but, uh, during my third semester of nursing school, I became a certified hypnotherapist Okay. and, uh, I graduated, I did my capstone at okay. the emergency department <laughs> and then, um, I was like, okay, do I want to work here? And then I was like, something is not aligning with the person that I want to be. So going back to what you're, you're saying, we preach so much about health yet our own lifestyles don't align to that lack of sleep, Uh poor nutrition. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and for me, I, I realized, so previous life, I still do this. I'm also a licensed massage therapist. So I have my own massage business. How do you find time to fit all these credentials? Like, (laughs) <laughs> well, massage nurse, um, hypnotherapist. Well, that's it's funny that you say that because that's how I realized that what I really wanted to do with my life and what my life's purpose was. So I was always searching and the answer was always there. So, you know, I started with a uh, massage. I've been doing massage now for probably about, I would say like nine years. And then I got into nursing and then I got into hypnotherapy and mindset coaching. And it, I, I kept saying, what else do I need to do? What else do I need to do? And then I just realized that my purpose is to be of service of others, to help others, you know? And I realized how important it was for me to actually, like what we're doing right now, this like connection is Mm -hmm. so profound to me and nursing was not giving me that. Right. And this is, this is just a personal opinion of what I was trying to create for my life. Sure. 100%. Man, that's, that, that, that's, uh, it's impressive though, that even though you put all that time into schooling and everything that you, that you still found something that, uh, you liked. Yeah. And you can always, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but you could always go back to nursing if you want and try maybe different avenues or that intertwines with like hypnotherapy and nursing. Um, I don't know much about that world, but. Yeah, it's hard. I go I go back and forth like that right now with being a CT and X-ray. Yeah. It's like do I do I want to keep doing this for another you know 15 20 years. If if I have that much time left in me. Maybe like 10, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with 10. Yeah. You know, do I want to keep like throwing my body overboard mm. for uh you know, and, and who I work for isn't awful. They're sure. they're they're really great to me. They treat me well. But you know, you work for these million dollar corporations, and you just get a little chunk change, yeah. and you put a lot of time and effort to get these education, this education, certifications, taking these tests to get to that point. And by the time you get to that point, you're just burnt out. Totally. And I went through the same thing you went through when I was going through X-ray school, radiology, bad breakup. I was living in like two <laughs> two different places during school. I would uh, I would have to go back up to my hometown, stay with my friend, 
then go back down for the week, live down there. Yeah. I was just all over the place. And then like by the time I was done and I got to Utah, my first job, I was done. Yeah. Was the, uh, <laughs> was the, uh, where we met, uh, your first? That was my first gig. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. That See, was... we were both just new, trying uh-huh. to live our best lives. And there we were. Boom. COVID. Yeah. And Welcome. then COVID hit. <laughs> and I was like, man, I, I was, that, that was probably the most scariest time in life. Mm. I thought for sure I was done. Yeah. I thought for sure I was going to, you know, blow my brains out. I was this close to just forget it, Mm. you know, sitting in my little studio apartment. I get like two days, three days off max in a row. I worked every weekend for like 10 months straight. And I just like. Well, don't you think it's funny that (sighs) we're, we think that there's the dream, the, the, oh, you work three twelves and then you're done. I'm like, that life is shit. I do that now and I hate it. Yeah. It's I'm the like, worst. I'm like, I, it's, you know, it works for some people, but yeah. I just realized that, you know, as I started thinking about like my body, my mind, you know, like that is my priority is how I show up in the world and yeah. being mentally, physically strong and then realizing how do I want to show up for my husband? How do I want mm-hmm. to show up for, you know, my, my children. Right. And it's just like, things just were like over and over. Things were not aligning with what, who I want to be, you know? Yeah. yeah I totally agree. I'm, I'm doing four twelves right now just because we're down a tech. Oh my gosh. And I've worked every weekend. This is going the second month. I'll be working every weekend. And by when I hit that fourth day, it is so weird to watch my brain. Like I'm, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But my brain is like, I'm done. Totally. You need to tap in, dude. You need to go. You need to sleep. You need to. Sleep. I maybe get like eight hours of yeah. sleep total within four days. And yeah, it that's is, wild. It is. It is so unsafe. The more and more I think about, it, I'm like, when I'm doing scans, I'm like, all right, go now, go now, <laughs> go now. Like, you know, I've really had to like talk myself like, okay, this is A, B and C. Okay. Everything's good. Okay. Go. Totally. It's hard. It's such a mental game that it's not even like, uh, how do I explain it? Uh, Obviously the work is like, it's hard, but it's even harder when you're just like checked out. Mm. And I'm sure you know the feeling. You're just like, okay. This is my fourth 12 in a row. I'm, I hate my job. Mm-hmm. I hate my life. Like everything starts, you start to just like, you know, yeah. sink. Yeah. It's so weird when you don't get enough sleep, like you're saying. And it's, it, I'm starting to feel like there's no way I could. Like, I just wonder, more more. you know, <laughs> I mean, I totally, I particularly don't know how, I don't know how, how you fix a system that is so broken, right? Yeah. Because, there are people who love the schedule. There yeah. are people who, you know, for them that works, right? I just, I just don't feel like health wise is right for anyone totally. to live that lifestyle. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's science to prove it, what it does to you, your body, right? After being sleepless for so long, you know, fucking with your circadian rhythm, (laughs) you're just like, okay, let's hope for the best. And then, you know, mindset is what I do for work and, you know, optimizing different aspects of our life to 
be the best person we can be, right? So if you're a person that's sleep deprived, right? What does that do to your mood? What does that do to your cognitive thinking? You're not fully there, right? right. And I, I, I could sense it in myself, like I'm not gonna be showing up the right way. Is it worth it to me? Yeah. Right. And and this is not about not being compassionate to not wanting to take care of, you know, patients. Like I love that, right? But I'm not willing to sacrifice my own well being for someone else. Totally. I'm just not. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm in it right now and I, I'm not I, I still really love what I do, mm -hmm. um, where I where I'm doing it at. And um but I, I know deep down inside like um, um, finish up a couple things, and then by the time you know I hit forty, knock on wood, I'd like to be some somewhere else yeah. doing something else. Because, like you said, um, more and more I catch myself more and more just checked out, mm. and it affects everything. It affects relationships, your friendships, yeah. like your mood. I treat patients. I I'm you know short tempered, yeah. and they're like, dude, what are you doing? They they didn't do anything to you. You're just rude. You're the rudest dude ever. <laughs> You're like, well, you know? I don't mean to be, but sometimes yeah. it happens. Yeah. And, and and it's weird that that system, like you said, f feels like that's the safest. That's safe. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, you get to work 312s. It's like, hold on, man. Yeah. You get off at 730. You get home maybe by eight if you live close. Right. And then you're trying to wind down from your adrenaline being, you know, at 11 yeah. for seven hours. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, there's, you, and then you got substance problems too. You know, healthcare individuals have to be the most alcoholic dependent people. It's, I know. it's an and, and interesting I ton, environment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's truth right there. You know, that we, you know, telling us or telling, you know, people, just doing a sending a video on self care. I'm sorry, that's not gonna yeah. cut it. It's yeah. not gonna cut it, right? And so, it, it's hard to find that balance. That balance of, you know, how as I mentioned, some people love their three twelves. Yeah, right. Some people, some people thrive. Love that. Yeah. Um. Some people love graveyard shifts. Yeah. I'm like, can I have that superpower? I'm like early to bed, get up early in the morning, and grind. You know, I yeah. am not. I am not into late nights and, you know, and that was one thing that it's like, I was, you know, surrounded by a lot of people in healthcare that they function uh, at this level very late at night. And I'm like, I just, I just, just I just can't. Um, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how I'm, you know, God bless those people that, yeah. you know, cause I can't do it. I've tried and I tried. I was like, this ain't for me, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm worse than I am during the doing something like that than I am during the yeah. day. And yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I wonder, uh, in life, we go with this idea of who we want to be and what we want to do. You know, for me, it was like emergency medicine was what I was passionate about. And I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, gonna go there, you know? And then I just, I, I just, it, it's just very bizarre the way, the way that things happen. All of a sudden you're just like questioning everything that you're doing, you know? Um, yeah. so I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's crazy to me. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. Ah, uh, well, I'm glad though you got through nursing and you're a nurse. Yeah. And if you ever want to fall back and use that, you have it. That's yep. what I tell a lot of people, a lot of people, 
you know, especially, I mean, we're not that young, but people behind us. I'm young. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm in my prime. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not that young. I mean, we're not that old. We're not that old. And, um, you know, the more I, I just always keep hearing this like talk of, uh, you know, don't go to school. Yeah. Do, don't do, don't do that. Don't, don't, you know, you don't need that. I'm like, you know, be careful who you're, yeah. who you're listening to say that. Because now you can have that in your back pocket mm-hmm. and you can go do whatever it is else you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I know that seems like so like counterintuitive. Like you spend all this money and then go do something else. But it's like, I have it. Mm-hmm. And the people I see who have education have gone to something else. They're not really stressed out. Yeah, totally. Besides, uh, you know, from the people who don't have education. Right. And I, I strongly believe that you know, I try to live my life in a way of realizing that everything that you do, every person that you encounter, every chance that you take is a gift and opportunity to learn something, right? So nursing gave me huge knowledge base on how to deal with people so much better too, right? So now I coach people out of the country, out of the state, you know, and being able to sometimes when I have people with health problems or, you know, being able to kind of coach people the best way possible. Uh, nursing definitely gave me tools that um, actually make people trust you too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You have an like, education. Oh, okay. Like yeah. you're, you're taking this yeah. seriously. <laughs> yeah. You're not some, you know, person who just went online and got some certificate yeah. sat for eight hours. You yeah, know? exactly. You, you, and that's what I'm saying. Like, um, when people come to me, they have like radiology questions. Like, yeah. hey, should I get this scan? Because <clears throat> point in case you have the knowledge of what they're seeking. Yeah. So there's some truth to education. I hope people like, mm-hmm. regardless of what you hear, yeah, you, sh- you should go for it. Yeah. Like, and And I mean, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't matter in the end it's like you life is like as I mentioned life is such a weird thing because I've done so many things I mean my first degree I was 20 I had moved back so I'm originally from Chile oh yeah let's get into that where you're originally (laughs) from that's what like struck me when I first met you yeah so Um, I'm I'm originally from Chile and uh I I moved to the states well my mom had gotten divorced and I moved to Argentina. So I, I lived in Argentina for about four years. And then um, we just decided to come to the States. And so I moved to the States when I was probably around like almost 12. Okay. And I, I mean, you can ask me as many questions as you want. I'm just trying to make this as short <laughs> as possible. So then when I was around 20, I moved back down to um, Chile and I went to an art school there and I got my first degree in photography. Awesome. And so the point of it is, is that I've done so much, right? That you can just keep doing and learning and it doesn't matter, right? right? That that if you're passionate about something in that moment, go for it. Yeah. 100%. Right. And that's what I've done. Every time I've wanted to do something and explore it, I've done it. I've, you know, finished it 100%. And then I decide, does this, is this aligning with what I want to do? And then if it does, great. And if it doesn't, I'm moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Uh, It's just so wild. Like uh, being from, like 
Chile. You oh, to say I love Chile. I love that okay. Chile. Chile. Yeah, um, people always say, "Why do you say it's so American?" You know, because like I'm like, I'm You're like, well, Chile? because sometimes people don't <laughs> understand. They're like, "Where?" You know, I remember being in school. I was in middle school, and I tell people where I was from because I had this terrible broken English. And I'm like, chili. And they're like, where's chili? And then they'd make the joke, do you guys eat chili in chili? Is it yeah. a spicy country in chili? And I was like, kids. All right, moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, um, what drove you guys to come to the States? Was there something like on board or just so needed to change? Let's talk about the reality of what it's like to be an immigrant. And I think most yes. people move to this country, um, you know, thinking the American dream, right? I whatever mean, that is. Now. Whatever that is. I yeah. do, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I'm still know. trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my mom, my mom had gotten divorced when I was six. And as I mentioned, we had moved to Argentina. And then uh, my grandma, we had a friend that lived out here. And my grandma was visiting and she calls my mom and says, hey, you should just come here and see, check it out if you like it. My mom was an actress in Argentina. She was in a lot of commercials. She was wow. the face of Coca-Cola. No. And she's like, oh, maybe we'll go to L.A. and I'll do an acting career, you know. Good Little luck. did we know that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole other thing. I mean, yeah. my mom's still very strong accent. Her English is not the greatest, you know, sure. so... It's yeah. So that's kind of how we ended up here. And then after huh. that, my mom ended up meeting the love of her life. And that's how we stayed in Utah. Dang. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> I have a lot of friends from like different parts of the world. I've been lucky to meet all these people. I was like, I, and I always tip my hat to them. There's no way I could do that. You totally could. There's no way I could leave everything home comfort and go to a new country and just really like, give it a shot. I can't. Uh, okay, so, but you I know? mean, you 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 travel though, right? I haven't traveled out of the country. But yet. you do. I mean, you were doing travel assignments. No, right? Never, never done travel. Assignments. Are you like Utah local? No. So oh, okay, I was like, wait, I thought you were. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I'm originally from Southern California. Gotcha. And uh, I lived, I lived all over that area, and then um, I just up and moved to Utah because okay. they gave me a job. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll take it. Love it. Yeah, that was, I i didn't, I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. When I was moving, I was like, am I doing this? And I did it. Yeah. But. I, I don't know. I think people say that they wouldn't do that. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I grew up with that uh, learning to liberate and learning to let go so much. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's probably one of the one of the hardest things I think to understand as a child is like you make a friend and then you let them go yeah. and you know, you move to a new school and then you let that go, you know? But so it, my husband, uh, it's funny cause he grew up, so he's from St. Louis, he's from Missouri okay. and, uh, he grew up and I mean, his graduating class was eight people. Dang. So there's that. Hey, all eight of them made it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. And wow, he we must just, have lived in a little part of wherever that is. He's just the cutest. But <laughs> we uh, we talk about our backgrounds, right? He jokes. Well, actually, he was serious. And we bought a house a couple of years ago. And he's like, this is the perfect house for the next 30 years. And I looked at him and I'm like, what? Yeah. You're 
out of your mind, <laughs> you know, because in me, I'm like, OK, like every 10 years, we'll probably move somewhere else. We'll do something else. And he's like that, which is probably good. He brings that stability into my life because I'm more of a. Let's just yeah, go. Let's, let's just go, go explore. Who let's cares? Let's leave it all behind. I I have a lot of that in me, in me too. Uh, the amount of times I moved. I mean, I remember one year I moved five times in one year. I was just notorious for uprooting. Yeah, see, you'd be just fine. It, it would take me a minute. I'm sure I'd have my mental breakdowns and then I would like... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It, for me, I just need a routine. Yeah. When I, I came here, I didn't have a routine. Um, it, it was a routine, but not a routine I enjoyed. It mm -hmm. was just like stay at home, can't do anything. Um, but you know, so what happened when to bring you up to speed is after I quit the U, I tried to move back home. Oh, you did. And I did move back home. I got a job um, through uh, some people I knew. They had connections at a hospital and they like got me in there. Yeah. So I moved all my stuff and I didn't even finish staying a year in my lease in my apartment. I just, you know, paid it out. I moved back and I ended up living in my friend's garage in the middle of the desert up in the hills. That's he amazing. has a nice home <laughs> and it was some little room he added on. And I just remember laying there going, what am I doing? What did I just do? Like, like no one's stopping me either. Just like this is what he's got to do, and I was like, I just laid there and I was like, this is the worst decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> so, I ended up doing all the um, loading on for the hospital. I did all the blood work. I sat in the like, um, what is that when you first get hired on that meeting? Anyway, the, the, like the onboarding. Yeah, onboarding yeah. meeting, and then uh, the guy calls me. He's like, "All right, you want to put you on the schedule?" And I said, "I can't do it." Yeah. He's like, what are you talking? This guy like laid into me, like told me how bad of a person I was. I'm never going to get anywhere. You know, you don't get to choose what kind of job and schedule you have. Like, I was like, whoa, I'm glad I don't, I didn't end up working with you. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, I ended up getting a job back out here. I just started applying. <laughs> right when I had that epiphany, I was like, I, I'm going to start interviewing back here because, you know. I kind of knew a little bit more out here. I didn't want to stay in California. And then I got a job and then finally like calmed down. But um, coming full circle is just a really bad manic episode. Mm. So I have like a major depressive disorder mm -hmm. with mania on top of that. Yeah. Manic episodes. And I finally sat down and just like, I was like, what was that? You know? Yeah. You know, and I finally realized, like, oh, shit, this was the manic thing I choose to ignore when I was diagnosed. Like, sure. this is the behavior that's gone on for years, mm. moving constantly. Like, that's what feels comfortable. So I yeah. have to keep doing it. It's so unhealthy, yeah. but uprooting. Got to keep doing it. It's like, I want to stay put for a minute. Yeah, I mean, that's good. <laughs> Awareness is key, man. It's you hard. Know, like, being able to to experience something and just kind of reflect and see where you're at, you know, yeah. and what you need at that moment, you know, and stability. I mean, that talking about traumas and things like that, right. Stability is something so important. And maybe, you know, I, I look at sometimes my, my patterns, right. So as I mentioned, my work in mindset and performance and being able to discover specific habits and patterns that, 
like myself have or other people have as as I'm working with them through things, you know, it's just, yeah. it's interesting how a lot of the way we behave is like a trauma response, right? 100%. For me, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, this, I don't want the stability, you know, yeah. what stability is, you know, that's danger zone. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there, Same. you know, because if I'm stable, I'm going to lose it all. So if I prevent myself from getting stable, you know, I mean, it it, it took me a a good minute to be like, oh, I am dating a person that's mentally healthy and stable and grounded, you know, and at first I was so resistant to that, you know, sure. Um, And so it's that being able to have that awareness of being like, okay, when I'm functioning in life, where is this coming from? Right. So stability is, is an important thing if that's something that's calling you at that time, you know? Yeah, it definitely did. And, um, yeah, I catch myself when I'm like going, I was like, Oh, here comes the manic. I go, nah, I gotta do something else. So that's why I do a, a cold plunge. I love it. I love yeah. that. I mean, people are so annoyed that I talk about it and <laughs> I know cold plunges aren't anything new. It's been around forever, <laughs> but uh, I'm the first in like my group of friends and like family that's yeah. like really embedded into it. That routine. Yeah. yeah. I love and that. Like uh, I'm telling my like, dude, you know, like all that time I was depressed and anxious and all this. Sure. It's like almost gone. I love that. Yeah. It's weird, but I have to do it. It's like a total mental game. Like, mm. cause I did it this morning. And uh, the water's like 37 degrees. And I was like, oh, man. You know, and most people hit the sauna and then jump in. Yeah. Have that thermal layer. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, I just sitting there staring at it. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, you better get in. If you don't get in, you're, you're not going to feel okay. Yeah, you, you I just love get that. In and you can feel your mind like, you should get out. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> just know? give up while you can. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> nope, I'm not going to give up. Nope. And I just found it like more and more you disconnect from like, everything and you're just mm. kind of like there you're just like wow mm-hmm. it's peace i love that yeah yeah uh cold plunging all of you know i that self-care routine and just doing i mean as i mentioned these these are the things that are so important for us to to function and just taking care of ourselves first you know it's so so important so we yeah. can show up for other people so much better yeah and i i totally get that now Mm -hmm. because i know when i don't when i didn't do it before yeah i just felt like just so like weak yeah i felt like a pitiful loser Mm -hmm. like just a weak human weak-minded everything Mm -hmm. i got offended by everything you know and then i was like you know i started reading like david goggins like damn this guy's a crackhead (laughs) you know this guy is really out there like doing things that are very unconventional Mm mm-hmm and he doesn't care. Yeah. And like the more you go into his psyche, is like if he doesn't do it, he, he doesn't feel normal. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I got to do something that's just way far-fetched that my mind can't like control too much. Yeah. You get to control it. Yeah. I was like, all right. So I just started doing it. I was like, damn, now I see why people go for it. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, discipline yeah. is... That too. You discipline. Discipline you're, is... You're, yeah. phenomenal it's really really good uh yeah i mean it's all that stuff is just amazing how how you can create and once you realize that a lot of the things are a choice in our life and the way that we feel is a choice right i mean 
obviously some of the stuff that you're talking about, you know, it's like mental health, you know, if you have bipolar, you know, there's chemical imbalances that are happening, right? So let me ask you on that with your nursing and your um, hypnotherapy, do you really think it's a chemical imbalance? I never understood like what chemical, like potassium? So I am not a, I don't work in psych. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but you have something a I've more, never dabbled in. You have a little bit more insight than I um, do. So when it comes to hypnotherapy, so for example, um, if I were to work with a patient or like a client that has bipolar, usually, you know, I am not a therapist. I focus on you know, mindset and helping people uh, reprogram specific habits, right? Oh, or going gotcha. back. So what I do is going, it's regression therapy. So I'm going back to specific events to, for for example, if a person has money blocks, if a person has self-sabotage, procrastination, anxiety, anger, all of these things, right? When, as I mentioned, I am not specialized in mental health disorders. I usually if a person is bipolar um and sometimes they're not taking medications right mm -hmm. i i sometimes they're going through those phases as you're talking about are we manic are we good where are we at right and gotcha. i feel like you know people need to take care of themselves in that way as i mentioned I don't deal with mental health specifically. So if I were to work with somebody that has bipolar, mm -hmm. you know, I want them to be um, seeing a therapist specifically for that part, you know, to have that support. Um, and me bringing up, you know, therapy and stuff, you know, there's this really bad stigma that, you know, therapy is bad and that there's something wrong with you if you get therapy. Right. And that's not the case. Right. It's just being able to find tools to support you in whatever it is that you need. And that's exactly what I do with hypnotherapy. Right. So I mm -hmm. teach people um, pattern interrupt techniques, how to, you know, I mean, 80% of the thoughts that we have every day are negative thoughts, right? Yeah, so, I would say so. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> so if if we begin to look at that part also, right? I I, I am not a doctor that I um, di have diagnosed anything. I don't know any of that uh, particularly. But with that being said, right? If we are living and every day we wake up and 80% of our thoughts are negative and we replay those about 95% um, of the day, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty negative mindset if you ask me, right? Damn. So what do we do in order to help people live a more positive life? So for me as teaching people like pattern interrupt techniques, you know, meditative techniques, you know, I, so all of those things. So, gotcha. yeah, so when it comes to medications and diagnosis of bipolar and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm not an expert in that. So I wouldn't, enough, I fair. wouldn't, um, want to say something that's not, I get not you. accurate in that sense. So would you say like, say like I, I've been going like, say I'm, I'm, I'm a person just out there mm -hmm. and I've been going to therapy and I just like, man, my therapist is not really like kind of hit a wall. Sure. I f do you come in where the wall is hit? Like you provide, provide other avenues? Yeah. So my focus is, for example, you know, we're talking about um, being determined and having that drive, right? So if you know you're supposed to be doing something and you're not doing it, mm 
mm-hmm. that's when you call me. Oh. Right. So it's, you know, I, I think it's great to work together with specific therapists. You know, there are um, some hypnotherapists that specialize in, you know, specific techniques that are more based on more mental health. Um, my focus is more in performance and mindset, right? Okay. Um, Fair. But with that being said, you know, I I believe, and this is a personal belief, people will probably slaughter me for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because they don't know. Um, I believe that hypnotherapy is more effective than talk therapy. You know, uh, I I don't disagree. My older brother... He's, he talks to me about hypnotherapy all the time. Oh, I love that. That's so, awesome. Dude, you know, I'm in this, I'm all, dude, come on. You really think that that, that stuff works? But I, I've been hearing it more and more and more. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people are really gravitating towards um, hypnotherapy, which I'm, we want to get into a little bit more. Because I've done talk therapy. Sure. And I just like, man, I don't get anywhere with these folks. Sure. Like I just keep living my traumatic, yeah, sad ass story. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm tired of talking about this. Sure. Like, can we, can we like f- rewire this somehow? Yeah. And they're just like, write it down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Go put it in a journal and then burn <laughs> it, and then your life will be healed. I'm like, come on, man. Like that doesn't work. Yeah. For me, it doesn't. I've done it all. Yeah. With these guys and gals, and it's just like, you know, and I even saw. It in, I've sat in group therapy mm. one time and all I heard people do is like, I've been on this medication now. Mm-hmm. I got to go try this medication now. Yeah. And other people were talking to each other and it's like, oh, you should try this medication. I just sat there and listened. I'm like, you guys, like, you, I think you're missing like the big point. Like nothing's getting solved. Sure. You know, and I know medi- I'm not downing medication. It does sure. help a lot of people. Yeah. But medication is always and has been mm-hmm. a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, I think what we lack uh, a lot is the integration process of of what, when we're trying to reprogram our subconscious mind. So our subconscious mind, um, you know, you can think of it as all your habits, your beliefs, your emotions, your memories, right? And that's about 90 to 95% of your brain function is your subconscious mind. And then you have your critical mind, which is, you know, five to 10% of your brain function, right? Right Mm. now we're talking at a critical level, right? We're at that 5%. Yeah. (laughs) And we need that, right? But all of the other functioning, everything that we, everything else that's going on, we do it at a subconscious level and we don't even notice it. Right. And so, It's really interesting when we can start going back to specific events and realizing, you know, I mean, our parents are one of our number one, like subconscious programmers, right? Like the environment that you grow up in, right? And like not to get into, you know, generational trauma and epigenetics (laughs) and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, But it's just so interesting because with... And like I said, this is me not bashing on talk therapy because I think there's a place for everything, right? I feel like the same thing with medication. Like, you know, do I strongly believe that now we live in a world where it's more of a Band-Aid than, you know, actually how do we solve like what's underneath, right? And this is one of the biggest issues I had with healthcare. And that's, you know, not just my well-being. I was like, I just, there's there's a link missing here. We're missing something, right? And so if I can talk to a person 
and help them discover specific things that for me is a win. Right. And so going back to specific events in our life that have programmed a way of thinking, right? When it comes to thinking we're not lovable, thinking we're not worthy of money, right? Or just this constant money blocks, like people living in like such scarcity. And it's like, ah, why? And I'm like, do you listen what's coming out of your mouth? This is why you don't make money. This is why you're not doing this. This is why, right? And so being able to help people like realize the language and their narrative that they're already creating for themselves, right? So it's it's just very interesting. Yeah, I you know, I, I'm with you on that. I see some folks where like they're like, "Oh, man, my, you know, my blood work is all over the wall." I'm like, "Has anybody talked about how you eat?" Mm. Like you you weigh like three times as me yeah. and we're the same height. Like let's start there. And and nobody starts there anymore. It's sure. like here. Let's do a CT scan and not give you you know, nothing's wrong, you sure. know, and that's what I don't, I understand doctors, they're obligated the moment they person walks in the door, mm-hmm. they have to do something. Mm-hmm. They just can't say, well, I'll just go home and wait it out. Yeah. You know, they, the patient comes in there, they want something done. Fair enough. But you, you I, that link that they're missing is like everything you're talking about, mm. like how, how much water are you taking in? How, how, how how you sleep in like yeah. how's your mental health like totally the bait like just like when you take vitals like we're they're not going the basics anymore mm-hmm. it's like well your blood pressure's you know skyrocket mm-hmm. here you go here here's this prescription yeah that'll fix you they come back a week later man my heart just won't it's still up there <laughs> you know yeah and it's just and, and even to healthcare workers we we don't I, I try my damnness to take care of myself mm. with with what time I have, um, I, you know, eat as best I can. You know, I tr- I do my fair part. You know? But that's also a problem because, I mean, you know, we talk about when we're going into work, right? Yeah. And for healthcare workers, when you're trying to have your uh, lunch, do you, do you even have a lunch? Like, let's be real here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is that? Or is just ridiculous. like, and you're literally eating standing, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like just, you know, so it's like, yeah. there, there you go. Another way that we're not digesting our food properly. Yeah. Right. We're not like mindfully eating like that. Mindfulness is out the window. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even healthcare workers, you don't get what you need. I, I always talk about this at work. I was like, man, I wish every hospital, every facility had a gym for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Had, had the best of the best gym, had the sauna, had a nutritionist, had the healthiest food you can think of. And you can go there before you start your shift. Mm-hmm. You go there after, can decompress the right way, sit in the sauna for like ever, go yeah. home, fall asleep. Totally. I and, saw on, um, I don't know, it's on a, a post on Instagram about this, a uh, hospital, I think, in, I don't know if it's in a Scandinavian country, probably a, a Scandinavian probably. country, I'm going to guess. They're pretty good over there. But, you know, <laughs> the guy's just like, uh, so he works there and he also works here in the United States and he kind of shows the differences. But he's out there, scans his badge, and he opens a locker with full of scrubs. And then he scans his badge again and it's this really nice showers. And then he scans again and it's this really nice kitchen with like actual yeah. real coffee food. and yeah, yeah, food. Yeah. And you're <laughs> like, what? Where? You know, yeah. I'm like, sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, 
I, I talk about it all the time. I know, you know, it's, the United States preaches it wrong. There's like patience first, patience mm. first, patience first. Don't get me wrong. We, they are very important. But like you said, if we're not coming in there, you know, in our right mind, the patient isn't going to be first. Yeah. If we're not first, the patient's not first. Yeah. Um, and I talk about this all the time at work. I was like, dude, they, they need to turn this narrative mm-hmm. of like patients come first. It's like, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's just wild. I, I just remember in nursing school there, you know, we had like two, two or three classes about burnout and self care yeah, and all yeah. of these things. And I'm like, I'm like, are you guys showing this to people that actually don't work in healthcare right now? You know, I was like a tech at that moment and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, this is a goddamn joke. Yeah. Like, no, the the system, the hospital doesn't put anything in place really for anybody to be taken care of the way that they should, you know? Totally agree. Yeah. I just, I think I saw more burnout in 2019 than ever. Mm. It's just people that have been like nurses for decades just said, I'm out. Which is the worst because those are the good nurses. Those are the people that we need. Those are the people we need to learn from. Yeah. And they just scooted out. And now you see healthcare is just Mm. falling behind and trying to fill all these spots. And I don't think, honestly, it'll ever catch up. I think people caught on to like, dude, they're going to treat you and you Mm. have to work crazy hours. Yeah. Never see your family. Uh, You know, you don't take care of yourself. They feed you pizza, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Always pizza parties, taking that with me in my heart. Oh, man. Every time I saw him, what a joke. This is how much we're worth to this this whole idea is slices of pizza. I mean, if you you get lucky, you might get some Cafe Rio, bro. Oh, my God. That's even worse. That's the worst food ever. Yeah. Oh, man. No. No, no, no. Well, going back to the hypno, Mm -hmm. what, like... Have you ever like had an individual where you just, it doesn't work? Like, do you put them in a, like a dream state? How does it work? Okay. So there are a lot of misconceptions about what hypnotherapy is due to stage hypnosis, right? Yeah. So, that's where I'm getting it yeah. from. To be honest, I'm like, well, you must, you, know, you think hey, they're a chicken weirdo. and they're naked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let me describe a little bit how the process of it works. So we, I would describe it as like talking meditation, right? So we are allowing our mind and body to relax to a theta brainwave state. So Delta is where you're fully asleep. We're above that. Right. But what's really interesting is that this is a part where you are hyper-focused and aware. So your senses, everything is very, very hyper-focused and aware. Right. So there is no loss of consciousness. You are not saying things that like, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, am I going to say something I don't want them to know? So people are really fearful because they think that they're that I would manipulate the other person. But you would never do anything that's, you know, goes against your morals or values or anything like that. So if I were to strike to try to suggest things that were ridiculous, you could literally open your eyes and walk out and be like, this person's crazy. Gotcha. Right. Um, so how I would describe it is what the sessions look like is 
we are allowing the mind and body to deeply relax. So I'm going to bore you with my voice. That's the way I like to describe no, it. No, I'm just no. going to talk and bore you with my voice and then you're going to be super relaxed. And then depending, there are different techniques and different things that we do under hypnosis, but mm -hmm. the main focus of what I like to do is regression therapy. So what I mean by that is... Um, let's say you're struggling with anxiety, which anxiety is a huge one. Anxiety is alert behavior. Okay. So if we can go back to that moment where you first experienced that anxiety, right? Because that's what happens is your subconscious mind reprograms this specific event as an anxiety, and then it becomes something that's recurring, right? Mm. And then the person begins to identify with the anxiety and says, I'm an anxious person, right? And so people label their experience and then they become their experience, right? Wow. And so if we can go back to a specific event and see what made you fearful, what made you anxious, right? And start reframing, right? Because your perspective as that four-year-old, right? Um, that it's experiencing that event, you can reframe that in a different way and allow that child to kind of release that energy and calm that child down and kind of let go of, you know, traumatic situations or specific things, whatever it is that caused us to do something that feel what we're feeling right now. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So there's, like, as I mentioned, there's never a loss of control. We're just going back to memories. Um, we do a lot of visualization as well. Um, and kind of the mind is a beautiful thing because you can literally, um, I mean, I talk, I talk a lot about this, about neuroplasticity and being able to change our brain's chemistry and its structure based on the way that we think. So a, a person that's thinking negative, right? Our cortisol levels are super high and you just mm. live on this fight or flight, which is our survival brain. Uh, so one thing that I want to say about that is that we need to understand that your survival brain, the subconscious part of our brain, uh, this anxiety, this stress, this fear, this sadness served a purpose in its life at, mm -hmm. at some point. It sure. protected you from something, right? Yeah. But as adults, that doesn't work for us anymore. It doesn't work to be anxious, right? So for example, a person that doesn't speak up, maybe they didn't speak up because they were abused as children, right? Their dad was very abusive. So if they spoke up, they knew that they something might happen to them, right? Mm. So as an adult, that programming doesn't work anymore Damn. right because then you can't talk to people then you're shy then you're you know thinking you're not good enough and the, the rabbit hole goes oh yeah it very, takes very, deep. very 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 comes <laughs> get an extra shovel for me too <laughs> yeah so uh with back to the the neuroplasticity and the chemistry of the brain just by closing your eyes and just relaxing your body and just thinking about positive things even if it's not real right yeah. just thinking about performing really well on stage or you know if you have public speaking fear just doing those things uh, releases dopamine mm -hmm. and it makes you feel good, right? And so understanding that we have a choice on how we kind of change a little bit that chemistry in our bodies to feel good, right? Yeah. So, and then our neural pathways. The more negative you think, that neural pathway gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So it takes a while sometimes for people that are extremely negative oh. to just be like, wake up, man, yeah. wake up. 
you know? And so, because then every time you interrupt, and that's a thing that I teach my clients is pattern interrupt techniques to realize when they're spiraling out of control into a negative thought, it's be like, Hey, stop for a second. You know, I'll teach you a technique and then you're going to do that as many times as possible. So what that mm. does is stops that neural pathway from firing that negative one. Gotcha. And you're creating a new neural pathway that it's more positive. Right. Wow. I mean, neuroplasticity in the brain is just fascinating. It's fascinating. I, you know, there, yeah, there's some truth to that. I'm sure there's plenty of truth to that, but I I remember going to the doctor not too long ago, just like could not like, I was just in a lot of pain, Mm. anxious. I was like, look, man, I I don't know what's going on. I think I have like some autoimmune disorder. Everything hurts. My joints hurt. Like he finally just sat down. He's like, you know what it is, right? I was like, no, man, what is it? He's all, <laughs> it's right here, dude. He's like, yeah, your body's going to hurt just because, you know, aches and pains through time. But like what you're describing is like, it's all here. Yeah. Like he's like, I've been seeing you for a year coming in and out of here. And I, sure. I just noticed like you're not taking care of. Mm. He's like, you stopped doing like your cold plunges. What's going on? Yeah. Because when I was doing those. Uh, I was on, man, I was unstoppable. Yeah. Nothing bothered me. And then I sold my old one and I had to wait two months for this new one I got. Yeah. But those, that two months, I was like, oh my God, like, where's this all coming from? Sure. And um, I just wasn't, like you said, I wasn't doing like meditation. Yeah. That was my meditation. Yeah, that was my cutoff. Totally. Like that cut it all off. And like, I, I there's some, that neural what you were saying neural pathways like the the neuroplasticity yeah. being able to change your brain yeah, yeah all like oh that releasing that dopamine that uh-huh. i get from it and just like feeling good about myself yeah like it just went away yeah and i was like oh yeah never, and i mean never again and, yeah and then like being able to kind of go deeper into that like that physical pain right yeah. the that somatic like storage of sensations why why is that coming up right like yeah. the body you know everybody hears the book the body keeps the score you know trauma oh, stored in the body just, yeah, over yeah, yeah. and over you know <laughs> so there there's a truth to the body is wise and if you're experiencing physical pains or things like that it's kind of and it's fun with hypnotherapy because you can kind of be like okay what there's an underlying reason as to why your body hurts why is that yeah. hurting Where's this hurt coming from, right? It's representing physically, right? But where, what is that? Where's that coming from? Yeah. I know for me, like, I mean, my body still hurts like crazy, but it's not um, nothing that I can't handle now. Mm-hmm. It used to just like, de- like deteriorate me. Sure. You know, I just lay in bed. It's like, oh man, I can't move. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to have to show me this amazing cold plunge um, after this. I know. I know. I keep going I, back to it. It's just like, I wish more people would like go for it. Yeah. I mean, you, know? you, you the, there is a huge community, people that are way into biohacking and yeah, yeah. just, you know, a lot of the people that we work with are you know, very wealthy people that have their saunas and their cold plunges Uh and their red light therapy and all of these things, you know, it's, it's it's amazing, (laughs) you know? Um, so 
But, you know, you can start with little things, you know, of changing specific uh, routines and habits. You know, I'm like very particular about, you know, if I meditate at night, the morning, what time I'm going to bed, you know, just trying to be very mindful of the way I live. And I can tell I can tell when I'm off. (laughs) You know, it's it's easy to tell when we're like not functioning at our highest level. Right. 100 percent. Have when so. With your hypnotherapy, mm-hmm. have you had some people where it's like a, a huge like wake up? All of a sudden, there's like I, I fixed it. So or is it just like I super mean, gradual? Like I don't like to say I fix it. I think people <laughs> do that work on their own for sure, right? It's yeah. just more of like I want to assist and guide people on seeing things that maybe you know it's kind of um, something that maybe you're doing that you're not noticing. Right. Uh, But I usually tell people, you know, you're not hiring me to just agree with you. You're hiring me to tell you, hey, this is clearly not working. Right. So what do you need to do to change? You know, if like Hmm. just showing people, you know, if you're a procrastinator and your business is struggling, you know, so I deal a lot with people in e-commerce, um, dropship, um, a lot of people that are just starting new businesses and there's a lot of, uh, under with hypnotherapy, we work a lot of under fear, imposter syndrome, um, just, you know, fear of failure, you know, sure, a lot of things like that. Um, So being able to tell people, you know, if you're sabotaging or you're procrastinating, calling people or sending those emails, I'm going to tell you and we're going to look under hypnosis. Why are you not doing what you need to do? You know, you have to do this and why are you not doing it? Right. So you those people get to kind of face the things that they should be doing and are not doing. So it's, mm. it's kind of fun. Um, so it's, I really do enjoy being able to see people kind of take charge and begin to change specific things about their routines, you know, and then noticing, oh yeah, you know, I actually am making more money because I'm creating this congruence between my thoughts and what money means. You know, sometimes people think that, you know, people that are rich are not spiritual, that having a lot of money is dirty, right? So it's like, how do we start reframing these things that are preventing you from being successful? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, um, social media, you know, like you just said, like being successful. Oh, oh, you're better than me. You think you're better than me? It's like, well, no, I just, I understand if I don't go this route, I don't want to be working at like McDonald's for the rest of my life. Yeah. No offense to the people at McDonald's, but McDonald's should be a stepping stone. Sure. Something much, much better for yourself. Sure. And, you know, I I think just social media just dumps on Mm. anybody who's successful, Mm. rich. Yeah. um, Like, oh, they live in a beachfront property. It's like, yeah, but, you know, there's hard work Mm -hmm. behind the scenes to all that. Mm -hmm. Some do inherit it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But the majority of folks really have to go for it. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally, for sure. You know? I, I just think that we limit ourselves so much as to what we can achieve in life. And all of that for is sure. based on our programming. Our subconscious programming will fucking rule your life yeah. if you don't decide to change specific things. You know, for example, I do have a lot of clients that are very successful Um, but they struggle with the fact that they grew up in poor homes, right? So now that they're successful, 
They feel guilty. Yeah, and the, yeah. the way that they manage the money and the things that they do, it's like, dude, you can make millions more <laughs> if you stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, so it's just really, really empowering for them to be able to be like, hey, this experience, this generational trauma of having to feel that everything has to be so hard. And we, you know, you're not, you're not successful if you're not grinding every right. single day and shedding blood, like yeah. tears, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know, something doesn't have to be difficult to be effective. And when I heard that, I was like, damn, that, that's so true. You, uh, you always hear the folks like, you got to work 20 hours a day yeah. to be like top notch. It's like, no, nah, man, you could spread that out and slowly like get there. Like you don't have to burn yourself out, you know, right away. Totally. You know, you could set it up right. It's just going to take longer, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it, it's so wild how, I mean, I self-sabotage all the time. We all do. Yeah. Like, we all oh, do. Dude, you can't do a podcast. You can't do this. Like no one's going to listen to your shit. Like no one cares. I'm all, yeah, but. That, that shouldn't matter. Yeah. This is like, if no one listens to this, it's like, man, but that conversation I had, yeah. I get to tell everybody. I get it was to good. <laughs> get to know somebody, get yeah. to experience. Yeah. 100%. And, yeah. and one of the biggest things too, it's, it's in the, when we do the uncomfortable, we experience the most growth. Yep. Right. And so for me, you know, like I've had, like I had a client a couple of weeks ago, he's like, how do you keep your shit together so well? And I said, you see my husband's picture back there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bro, you got it all wrong. I was like, I wake up and have to do the same things that I'm telling you to do. I have to see where am I sabotaging in my life? I have to show up for myself the way that I want you to show up for yourself, right? right. That it's like, there's this, you know, in the self-development community, there's this, there's this, the, people are selling this secret, trying to make it seem like something is not attainable to you. And yeah. it really rubs me the wrong way. Right. Um, because it leaves people thinking I'm stuck here. I'm not good enough. Like I can't, I can't do this, you know? And I just want people to just tap into just doing the inner work is what you need to do. There's no secret recipe. Yeah. There's no like million dollar secret. Like all you have to do is go inward and see what's going on with myself internally. And then you start to heal. And guess what? The process of healing is eternal until we die. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, when people are like, how do you know? It's just tools that you find along the way and you start implementing more and more and more things to help you, you know, to, to, you know, learn how to, you know, regulate your nervous system instead of just, yeah, full you on. Know, ah! <laughs> how do I, you know, how do I find that balance? How do I, how do I get grounded? You know, but yeah. that means I still have to do the work every single day. All of us do, you know. I, I totally, man. I wish more people saw it like you. It, it took me a while to get to what how you go about things. Mm. Like, um, um. Uh, it started with I, I was like uh, I want to start reading more. I just it just hit like for some reason. Yeah. But I was like I want to read about like military personnel. I've always been drawn to the military, so I read like Tim Kennedy's book. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's a good book. Then I read both David Goggins' book. I'm like, these are just normal dudes 
that like do really really hard stuff and they seem like very satisfied mm. and like you said it's not like a it's not a secret no it's really it's right there in front of you but it's like a lot of people don't want to do uncomfortable yeah things and that's exactly <laughs> what you're saying is what i try to help people uh, discover is yeah. why are we not doing that right and why are we uncomfortable right um the the fear right it's a lot easier for us to sit where we're comfortable because and that's once again is a subconscious programming right yeah. because that's an unknown territory i'm not going there i'm not going to an unknown territory i'd rather sit in misery because i know what this feels like yeah it's safe there it's safe yeah. this is this is the good spot right yep, yep. and so that's why it's so hard for people to just be like I'm going to try this and I'm going to do that. And that's why people struggle so much with self-confidence. And it's like, we don't, we don't know this territory. We don't know what can happen, but that's the beauty about being able to dream and want to do things and take risks and get like comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the universe starts opening up so many other opportunities and the gifts are endless. Yeah. You know, I, I told myself, the way that I wanted to live my life was that if an opportunity came by, I was not going to say no. So I, I've struggled with public speaking issues. I get in my head and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I just said, yeah. you know? Uh -oh. And so I've been doing <laughs> hypnotherapy um, for that to kind of work through that, right? And then this year I did my first uh, event where I spoke in front of people and, you know, hey, I chose, thank you. That's I awesome. just choosing to start doing those things, even though for me, it was like, I think I'm going to die by for doing sure. this. The fact that I did that starts letting your subconscious know that it is safe to do so, that yeah. you're okay. And that it's like, okay, somebody rejects you. Somebody loves you. Somebody great. Yeah. Both of it. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Opportunity for growth. You yeah. know? I mean, I feel like anybody who meets you and the story that you have, it should be pretty like, all right, this is impressive shit. I can, I can go out and do great stuff too. Because you, I mean, let, let's look at your story. Coming from Chile, then you moved here, became a nurse, learned, I don't, you know, learned English, mm -hmm. speak very well. I'm sure you speak um what's the native i could speak better but you know no I, i'm, I'm a uh, <laughs> spanish speaker spanish yeah you know you have a second language behind you you're well educated you started your own company like if nobody looks at that and goes damn that i mean come on i think it's <laughs> i think it's honestly and it's just i just wish people could see their value and their worth sometimes i'm sitting there talking with clients and it just like wrecks me inside because I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I even tell them, if you could see what I see in you, it's like amazing, right? And also respecting timing too, right? Like I was, when, when I met you, as I mentioned, I was in a pretty dark spot in my life. I could never tell either though. <laughs> me and you, you're just so like, hey, what's up? How's it going? You know? Yeah, yeah, those are called coping mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, we're all good at hiding <laughs> how we really feel. Yep. You know? um, but, you know, I have a lot of respect for what you did and what you're doing now is because you could have easily thrown in the towel and be like, mm. 
we all could have. Sure. And just be like, yeah, you know, it was too hard. Sure. And we probably regretted that, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I I just think that, you know, and there's the this cliches that we always hear that it's like, you know, no matter where you come from, you can do, you can do whatever you want to do, you know? Yeah. There's definitely like culturally, um, you know, I do come from a third world country and opportunities are different and things are very different. So, um, but understanding that with our minds, you know, not to put a value on money, right? Like, let's forget about money for a second, because I know that sometimes we measure a lot of our success based on money, yeah. mostly in the United States, right? Yeah, it's, it's very a United States thing. Yeah. For sure. Um, so if we put that aside, you know, that if you can find a way to just broaden your view in the reality that you're living and seeing that not everything is as bad as we seem as it is. Right. And taking charge and pa- and like giving yourself that power. If something in that life is causing you sadness, causing you pain, causing negative emotions, you can choose to change that. Yeah. Right. And so it's just having that broader perspective about you're never stuck. Right. And so what choices do you need to make? to kind of create at least a safe environment, a happy environment, right? Um, For me, you know, when I met you, I was in a group of people that didn't love me. Mm. I was so judged by who I was as a person. Really? And I I was, you know, I felt there was something wrong with me. Mm. I was like, oh, I don't party enough. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that, you know? And then I started second guessing. I'm like, oh my gosh, is there something really wrong with me? Mm. You know? And then you get out of that environment and then you're with people that love you and you're like, damn, okay, that makes sense. Right. So sometimes we're in places where we just have to just see, is this serving me? Are these people serving me? Is this job serving me? Right. And this is what I ask myself every day. If this is serving me, then great. I'm going to go full force. If it's not, bye. I'm out. Yeah. The more and more I get older, uh, that's a realization even with people like mm. people like man i got you i gotta get rid of you you know you're too toxic you take me down to you know the slums with you i'm yeah. i don't want to go there no more i'm not i'm not better than you i'm yeah. just we're not a good fit anymore yeah and uh you know i lost you know i don't i got maybe like five solid people that's all <laughs> sometimes that's all you need you know? you know it's like you just you just need good people that support you that love you and that you know show up yeah and um yeah like you're saying it's just you know do do i fit if it doesn't fit for me do i keep going for it mm-hmm. you know but it seems like you got a good good hold on to everything now you're yeah, out there running it, trails <laughs> climbing rocks i'm like man this chick's busy you know well you know Just going it's, for it it's funny because always moving my my <laughs> breakup led me to you know completely the opposite some people drink their life away some people start doing drugs and, sure yeah. uh you know the death of my grandma she was my soulmate and yeah. her passing and then literally a few months later going through this breakup and for me, it was completely the opposite. You know, it was like, I just wanted to run and I was just like trying 
so hard to just get rid of this pain through sure. like physical activity. Um, and then I amazingly met my husband who's like an amazing athlete. Uh, he's a, does ultra marathons, you know, he's wow. a power lifter, bodybuilder in college. So it was just like our energies just collided. And now we just love doing things. I mean, he helped me run my first ultra marathon a um, couple years ago. Thank you. When you met him, you're like, What's up? <laughs> well, What's you up, know, tall guy. <laughs> he's a good looking guy, you know, handsome fella. You guys, you guys are a beautiful couple. Oh, thank I, you. I don't mean that in like a weird, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you guys, it. you guys are a good fit. I haven't met him, but from, you know, it looks like you guys light each other's world up. Yeah. He's a, a good, good soul. You know, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like, sometimes it takes a while to see what's on the other side. And choosing, you know, I, so here's the thing that a couple of the things that I've learned is that every person that's going to come into your life, it's going to teach you something, right? And instead of hating on the people we've met or, you know, the, the partners that we've lost or who's done us wrong, uh, for me, it's been, what did that person teach me about myself? And with my last relationship, and this group of people, I've realized that my self-worth was so low mm. that I was willing to put up with things that weren't healthy for me. And, you know, in the midst of it, you're not seeing that. You're like, I need this person. Don't leave me. You know, oh, yeah. I'm full panic, yeah. full panic, right? Those like abandonment wounds, all that trauma just yeah. coming out. Don't leave me. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll sure, do anything, yeah. right? Yep. And then as soon as you step away and life starts to shift and you start calling like the positive things into your life, I was like, damn, okay, that's what I needed to learn from that relationship is how do you show up and how do you truly love yourself? You know, I had really low self-esteem mm. and that's what that person taught me, right? And so every person that we encounter, if things go well or if they don't go well, what is there for me to learn about myself from that, that situation? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It takes a while to get there. Uh, maturity to get to that maturity level. It takes, it takes a while. Uh, it took me a long time. Sometimes we choose not to, right? Yeah, like you're like, yeah. I just don't care. I'm going to yeah. live in this misery. Just leave me here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, we go back to the COVID thing that, that really did open my eyes to like what I needed to mm. handle. I need to handle my manic. Oh boy, do I still got a lot of trauma from childhood? One hundred percent. Never gonna go away. We all do, <laughs> you know. Um, but I just knew I needed to do uh, some something. Mm. Something needed to change, and like it took a while to get to that maturity. Sure. And uh, like just like you, like oh man, I don't have any self worth. Mm. And I finally got to a point like, man, I don't really. I'm gonna go do. Where people are just like, what? Why are you doing that? So like, you want to come try? Yeah. It's like, nah, man, I don't want to get it. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's weird. <laughs> but, you know, I, I I know I keep going back to it and it is um, probably so annoying for people. But, you know, doing that cold water stuff. Mm. And last year I did it to where I, I had it outside and I would endure the elements in the morning because I do it in the morning. Yeah. And now I do it on my days off morning and night. 
if I get out there, it'd be snowing. I'm like, God, what am I doing out here? It's like <laughs> 20 degrees and it's like, you know, 37 degree water. Yeah. And I jump in that thing and I'm like, wow, look at the snow. Yeah, totally. You, you almost forget you're in there. I love that. Yeah. I think it's like finding these things that feel good. So for example, um, my husband and I love going on night hikes where there's no one there. And, you know, there's just specific things that fill your soul and help your mind. And whatever that is, is people just got to find what works for them. There are so many resources, so many tools, so many things that we can use um, to kind of work on all of that, right? Yeah. And with what you were saying, uh, I just wanted you to remind you that we're all humans living the human experience, right? Yeah, we're so we're all in it. We want to act like we're all different, but man, we're, yeah, we're all in it. And so, you know, sometimes we don't have enough compassion or grace with ourselves about, you know, our experience and what we're going through, you know? And so it doesn't matter, you know, if we had an awakening 15 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, a couple months ago, right? we're all just trying to find our happiness and we're all trying to navigate life the best way that we can. Right. And yeah. so, um, having grace with yourself because I think yeah. it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm glad you're doing good and you know, I'm doing better, yeah, man. It's I, good. I mean, I know I'm probably sure a lot of people felt the same way. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, yeah. I'm going to do myself in here. It is all here. It comes down to this point. Mm. I was like, man, this is a scary feeling. Yeah. Never again. And I, now I just like, now my routine is even, I try to take it a step further. I'll get up, do the cold plunge. I'll work out. I hit the sauna and then I come back and then I know I already said that, but now after work, mm -hmm. I'll come home and I'll do that. I love that. I'll go, I'll go sit in that cold water. I'm like, ah, why am I doing, you know, well, in, and then like, it's because I know not doing it now, like working so much mm -hmm. like I am. I know the effect that's going to do if I don't do it, sure. do this. Because you know, you know how you feel if you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I always tell my coworkers, like, dude, we're just we're so tired of hearing about this. Like, <laughs> Why don't you just come try it? Like, I'm Cold plunge you, king. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I wish I, I've always, you know, my dream is to start a facility out here because there's not one that's like really available. It's just simply cold and hot therapy. Mm -hmm. I mean, open 24, not 24 seven, but like open for anybody mm. who just needs that to wind down or wind up. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe well, here's you know, your future, your future, uh, you're out, you're you out. Know, that's my out. You know, that's what I want to do. Cause it's, let's go, let's it, go. It's there. It's, <laughs> it's really not that expensive to start, but I know for me, like I need, you know, I got to put some finances away to start it. Yeah. I'm not well, quite there yet. <laughs> just gotta get some investors, you know. Yeah, it's there though. I could you could see like the people want something more like that. Mm. Kind of like with you, they just eh, talk therapy. Mm -hmm. What else else is out there? Sure. And then they stumble upon you. It's like, dang, here it is. You know, I think people are tired of taking like medications yeah. and like you know do something a little bit challenging, and you see like. Mm. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I definitely do feel that um, when people reach out for hypnotherapy is that they're, they've reached a pretty like bottom. Yeah. The, the bottom, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
they're just, they need something. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's what's hard with therapy too, is like trying to find a therapist. It, you spent, I feel like I spent more time mm. running in circles trying to find therapy than actually <laughs> getting anything done, yeah. you know? It's so true. It's just, it, there needs to be an easier way to find it, I feel. Mm. It shouldn't be so expensive. I know everybody needs to make money, understandable. But it's, like you said, we preach this stuff, but yet it costs. Yeah. Nobody can really afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep going. Like it, a lot of it's kind of inconvenient timing wise. Yeah. Most of it is just, they need you right then and there. Sure. It's kind of sudden, you know, like oh, a month out, like, dude, I need you like right now. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> one thing that, you know, with, with my clients is, you know, they have, my cell phone number, they have my email and, you know, it's support throughout the entire time that we're working together. Obviously I don't tell people I'm like, okay, you can't be texting me every single day. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you know, for me, it. I'm like, I want you to text me in like four to five days, seven days. Let me know how you're, do- how are you doing after the session? Do you feel better? Do you, what's coming up? Right. I want to know those things. Cause I want people to feel supported. Right. Cause in therapy, it's very like, okay, you go one time and then hopefully you get in for maybe a month, two months down the road, you know? So there's not, like, as I mentioned for me, the connection that I have with my clients and being able to, uh, to really support them in whatever it is that they're going through is super profound and super fulfilling. Man, that's good that you do that. That's awesome. I just had I... to go through, you know, art school, <laughs> massage school, and then become a nurse. And then, and then move kidding. to the United States. I'm, you know? I honestly, like a wildlife. I'm of service, man. <laughs> if I can, you know, when, when you think about, you know, for whoever thinks about their life's purpose, just think about what you gravitate to. And once I realized that I was like, oh, all the things that I normally pick to do usually have something to do with taking care of another human being, Mm -hmm. either mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, you know, it's like, okay, that's my calling. I give up. Like, that's what I'm doing. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Stop fighting it. Yeah. It's like, okay, what am I going to do now? (laughs) You know? I think I think that's great. I just um, I've always been a fan of you in a very like just a, from human to human. It's just so impressive. You're like, so nice. Thank you. I'm. Uh, you know how you have your calling in life. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like my calling is just to meet like phenomenal people. I love that. You that's know? so good. If you go like like all my other podcasts, I mean, there's my brother and I. We just you know we joke around <laughs> on here, but he's an amazing person yeah. too. Not just because he's my brother, but his story. Mm. I said, back. I mean, we grew up in the same household, but mm. you know, he he went and did his thing and had to go through his stuff. I'm just like, dude, I can never go through that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You know, and just all the people I meet, I'm like, why do I keep like? It's just so humbling. I'm so lucky. Yeah. I really am, and I got to do a podcast with my grandma. Like, oh, I, don't know I too love many, that. Too many kids who get to sit with their grandma yeah. and just be like. Dang, Grandma, even you got a story that's just like, huh? <laughs> totally. 
So it's just uh, I appreciate you coming. No, coming thank and, you, and, and, like, thank you for for having me. It's really fun to, you know. Also, you are creating this environment to bring people and get to know people, and so you're creating that. You know, we're just coming along for the ride. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming. It is hard to get people on here and like open. I know, up. I know. We've been trying for like three years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, respect. You know, I, I never, timing. timing. I'm telling you, timing is everything. Timing. And Three I, years ago, you would have been like, oh, boy. Yeah. What's and we had a whole here? different conversation. It would have been like, oh, man, I'm just like not feeling it. And, <laughs> but, you know, I like you yeah, that's a perfect example. Timing, like I got you, you went through all of this mm. and I'm here now. And yeah. it's like I'm at where I need to be and I get to share it. For sure. And it is it's super cool. And I hope people like who listen or just start talking to people like I have a coworker. He's from um, Bosnia, okay. fought in the war. And I'm just like, dude, what What was it like? And just like, you know, same thing. He came here, didn't know any English. Mm. This is where I have a hard time with all people being like lazy and not like, oh, the world's against me. This dude came from a war-torn country, yeah. learned English, learned physics to become an x-ray tech. Like that's not an easy program, <laughs> you know, and got through it. It's successful. You know, he doesn't care about anything. Mm -hmm. That's why I love this guy. I mean, he he's he cares about people, but like nothing like, dude, what are you worried about? What's it dude? Come on. Enjoy your life, bro. It's like you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> and he shared stories with me about like fighting in the war mm -hmm. and like I'm like, dude, I feel like such a coward when I listen to your story. It's like so humbling. Like I have no room to complain. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't. And like, and same with you, like when I hear stories, I was like, dude, I have no, I have no reason to complain. Yeah. But you, know? you also got to, <laughs> you, you just, like, as I mentioned, you know, we're all human living the human experience and that, you know, your experience, your traumas, your life experiences that you've had are valid and don't let sure. anybody take that away, you know, because that's, that's a thing that I don't like, you know, when we just say to us, oh, well, my, my upgrade, upgrade, upbringing wasn't as bad. And then it's like, yeah, but the, that doesn't matter. You're still an individual person that is trying to live a day to day with sure. those wounds. Right. Yeah. Fair. And so just remembering that those no matter what it is, the, those situations are valid. You know, I mean, yeah. going back to a memory of your, you know, five years old and in school your teacher is telling you you colored something wrong you know mm -hmm. and then you developed all of these issues because of and that you went colorblind you know <laughs> yeah right that might seem something so silly right but in that yeah. moment for that younger person that five-year-old that was a big deal yeah that that that's so true i i know my childhood was like just chaos just like uh surgeries after surgeries mm. after surgeries just and that trauma. is so much that there's so much to you know with with our bodies and that like mentally being able to what the hell's happening here yeah. you know that's that's a lot man yeah and i always try to tell people like um like what's going on like in like the Middle East right mm -hmm. now with that situation, just seeing like kids suffer. Yeah. And like, I was like, you know what? I know exactly how that feels. And people are like, dude, you're not even there. You don't know what it's like mm -hmm. to wake up to like bombs and blowing up. I was like, I know what, what it's like to be in pain. Yeah. I was born into pain. Yeah. And I think what you're saying, like why it's like starting to like 
show itself because mm. yeah you know when you're a kid you just like what why am i you know having for those who don't know i don't i don't know if you know either I had a cleft lip and palate when yeah, I was born. Yeah, talked about it a while back, yeah. So, like, sometimes it's one and done surgery. Mm-hmm. Like, psh, But mine was just so, like, complex. It was like, well, okay, you know. The first quarter of my life was surgeries. Yeah. Being put to sleep and waking up. What's going on here? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? I, I, and I, later on in life, I still think all that, like, anesthesia is starting to creep back up. I'm like, dude, that couldn't have been healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, starting at 18 months. Yeah. Just being put to sleep <laughs> every year. I mean, maybe once or twice a year, I would have a surgery. Just, yeah, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot. I mean, that that physical trauma and as a child not being able to understand what is happening, that, you know, subconsciously is a lot. And then because then you're thinking, why are they doing this to me? What does right. this mean? Right. And so that's that's a lot. Yeah, it. it a lot of people don't get it mm. and I'm not expecting them to get it, but it's like, I get why, like, I feel for like people mm. like, dude, I know exactly what that feels like to be scared, mm. unsure. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. Everybody else seems to be pretty good around me. You know, why do I feel like the oddball? Like, dude, I just totally like, yeah, I get it. And I feel for like, I feel you're probably trying to figure this out right now listen to me <laughs> i just feel so guilty um like if i don't do enough in life for all those people who helped me look the way i did the best they could mm. uh i feel like i'm doing them a disservice yeah. if i'm not like overly successful at mm. everything because like it would just be just unfair if i just threw this life away like mm. whatever Dude, all those people that worked hard on you, just man, whatever. What's it for? Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't know what that is. I don't know if I need to let that go because it's been my driver. Call me. Let's do a <laughs> hypno on it. <laughs> man, I, pro- I probably need, I need something because I've been trying to find therapy and I'm just so like bogged down of trying to find. But yeah. I, th- I mean, I do all my calls online, so it makes it really easy. Yeah. Yeah. But. I I know I don't know if I need to let that go or if I just need to find like peace with that. Yeah, sure. And be like, dude, it's okay, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you're not gonna nail everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna mess up over there. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> like I said, there's so many reasons as to why we. I mean, sorry, this just like for me, it's just like I just know that everything has a root cause. Right. So I know what mine are. I don't hide it anymore. (laughs) I'll tell everybody, you know where this is coming from right now. Right. And I'll give them my whole story. There's like, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. I'm not. I used to hide all that. Yeah. I used to say, no, dude, no one wants to hear your sad ass story. No one wants to hear about your problems. I was like, well, it's not really my problems, but it is like Mm. why I feel the way I feel about a lot of things. You know, you may treat a certain person bad but it's like dude when i see somebody like suffering across the world it's like Mm. dude that hurts Mm -hmm. most people are like yeah it hasn't hit me yet (laughs) well it's interesting that, that you bring that up too because it can go multiple ways right so somebody that's experienced a lot of hurt in their life can also behave by creating hurt right true and so it's it's interesting the way 
the, the dynamics of how things can just steer in different ways. And that's, as I mentioned, that's kind of the things that we're looking at. What are mm. your habits? What are your behaviors, right? What are you like, you know, because that, that trauma response of having to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? Right. The, the wanting to be perfect, that's great, but that's particularly not good. I know. Right. You don't need to be perfect. Right. That thought of I have to be perfect. Right. So yeah. there's the un, the the being perfect is the behavior, but mm. there's an underlying situation as to why we we yeah. do this behavior of trying to be perfect. Right. Yeah. Of, I'm a huge people pleaser. Right. And when I had to start learning uh, how to begin to set boundaries and how to you know, be very mindful and what is my intent when I'm doing something, right? Am I doing it because I don't want to be rejected? So Mm. when you catch yourself in the actions, it's the like mind blowing part. When I'm like about to do something, I'm like, is that that people pleaser kicking in? (laughs) Or is that you really? Hey, hey you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, and so it's like developing that awareness that you can start to be like, okay, I'm actually not going to, I'm going to choose not to do that. Because even yeah. though showing up for people and being there, it's so good, right? But I'm not doing it because of the right reason, right? So when you start being able to notice things, you know, I'm I'm a huge hyperachiever, right? I get, um, I define my success by how much I achieve, mm. right? And so being able to work on that, that my worth is not based on how successful I am, how many degrees I have, right? Yeah. That's, that's shit. Yeah. I mean, but I, I do it. I, you know, <laughs> I've, d- I've done it for a reason, right? Yeah. So begin to identify, why am I doing this? I think uh, it's time for some hypno. <laughs> you know, I, I know I did ask to do that with you one time. And then I just, I don't know what happened. I think I just, I got busy. Yeah. I mean, but, I know we did a call and then um, we talked a little bit about, um, yeah some of the stuff that you were going through, but, um, getting busy, self-sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the master at all of it. Everything I'm that you kidding. talked about, self-sabotage, uh, guilt, like uh, everything. Uh, I am all, all of those things. 100%. Um, but I just, I think for me, when it, when I would go to therapy, this is how bad it, I was with talk therapists. Mm. I would go there to try to outdo them. Mm, okay yeah yeah that's i don't know what that is well i'm like let me see if i could just outsmart them sure and i would eventually get them to start talking about themselves i was like see i got you (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that is i don't know where that comes from either Mm. but i was like dude these guys are never gonna i think it's because i don't want anybody to fix me yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> tons of stuff we can talk about when it comes to, you know, the way that we're behaving and these thought patterns that we're having. And, um, you know, awareness is, you know, the key, that mindfulness and being aware of what we're doing and beginning to identify when we're uh, doing a specific behavior. So a lot of people, we live our lives just on autopilot. And we don't question, is this is this right? Is this real? Is this good? Yeah. Right? So right now, you and I are sitting in this room, right? But your perception, <laughs> now we're in the matrix. This oh, is all man. a lie. I knew it. I knew it, man. <laughs> are you hypnotizing me? Uh, so 
your perception and my perception right now is so different about what's going on here based on our experiences in yeah. life, right? So sure. it's mind blowing the fact that if we can understand that we have been seeing life in just like a tiny little just viewpoint, right? Just our tiny little perception that it's probably wrong. And yeah. some tell somebody tells you, what, why, are, what you're thinking, what? Like, don't you realize all this other stuff that's going on around you? And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. the world is a lot different than I thought it was. Yeah, I just, oh man, I just have so much work to do. So do I. Yeah. It's all good. But One step at a time. I'm, I'm definitely going to call you and uh, get this going. I put it off for so long. People are like, dude, you going back to therapy yet? Maybe it's timing. As I mentioned, timing <sighs> like, is also a thing. Dude, I'm busy. I got this going on. <laughs> but as you mentioned, you know, you can't really like force people to do anything. And like right. when they're ready, they're ready. Yeah. And I mean, one of the cool things about hypnotherapy, um, being in a state of hypnosis is you are, you are, I'm guiding you, but you're telling me everything that's going on in here. So do you right. like you do you like uh, do you have to set the mood with them in their like room? Like you have to, I know it's not like sound weird, but like you have to like dim the lights and like. So, so how does what does that look like? Most of my clients are actually not uh, in the United States. Most of my clients are like in Australia, Austria, Germany. What? I have a lot of clients that are That's awesome. um, are in other states as well. So I just usually tell the person, Hey, when you want to do the call, just find a place where you're comfortable. You know, sometimes I'll have them place the the computer or their phone on their lap so I can see them. Um, um, you know, physical language says a lot of things about how a person's feeling. So being able to get those cues is really important for mm. me. Um, but yeah, I just have them find a comfortable place and then where they can speak privately. So hopefully not anybody that uh, at, is at home. Usually if they want to talk about something they're experiencing in a relationship or whatever it is, I want people to feel free to, to express and Normally what the sessions look like is the first session's two hours. I do a 90-minute intake where we're looking at different parts of your life, family dynamic, health and fitness, what do you want your business to be like, what emotions come up, anger, anxiety, procrastination, or what whatever it is that's, that's coming up for you at the moment. Um, and then we do a session based on what it is that you are feeling you need assistance with, right? Mm. And then we just keep working Um those the sessions after that are just one hour long and then we just keep working on those specific things you know how's that anxiety doing you know how's that fear of public speaking right and one thing that I do tell people when I'm kind of we're interviewing to see if we would be right for each other right I tell people I'm like just so you know I am going to make you do things that you don't want to do mm. right so if you have a fear of public speaking you're probably going to be public speaking at some point. Right. And so, so I try to live that way, like my life doing the things that make me uncomfortable because I know it makes me better. Yeah. And I know that, you know, if a person is anxious and like social anxiety and they tell me my anxiety is getting better. And I say, how do you know? Are you like exposing yourself to social anxiety? So let's go do that. Go join 
I don't know, a pottery class. Go do something like start this. Start a and podcast. Start a podcast, mm-hmm. you know? Start talking to strangers. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, I usually tell people you're going to, even though we're doing this work under hypnosis, right? That rewiring, reframing of specific events, you're still having to do the work and kind of challenge yourself to the things that you're not comfortable with, you know? I think that's awesome. Ah, man. I think that's great. And I'm glad you started. Yeah. And you're doing it. It's pretty fun. But uh, I think it's, yeah, I think the timing is now. I'm going to have to give you a call and love it. Get this going. (laughs) Love it. So, what's the next part of a chapter of your life? You told me you're moving, right? No. Is this happening? I, I, no, I'm actually just staying um, in my house for the next 30 years. My, no, I'm just kidding. My, oh, my, I was <laughs> like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> my, my husband would love for to hear me say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Just continuing to grow my business. I really want to start hosting women's retreats and mindset retreats to kind of give people some more tools and how to you know, kind of cope with life. I do feel like we grow up and we're not given the tools as children in school. Nobody teaches us like, you know, nervous system regulation, or if we're experiencing a a certain emotion, what part of your brain do we want to activate? Right. Mm. So just being able to do that, as I mentioned, keep growing my business and, you know, just travel the world. Um, My husband and I just love traveling. So that's... But you guys are moving... To Chile, right? No. So we're actually going to Chile for um, a, one of my really good friends is getting married down there. Oh, okay. And then we are, um, you know, just taking a vacation. Hopefully, hopefully, if I'm fit enough at that point, uh, I'm going to try to hike a 19,000 foot volcano. So we'll see. So hopefully do a couple volcanoes out there and, you know, just maybe awesome. do some rock climbing and. Yeah, good old rock climbing. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do that. So <laughs> so you're going to stay in Utah. Yeah, we love Utah. We are both. So as I mentioned, he's from Missouri. Yeah. Which. I haven't been there, so I have no idea. <laughs> not much to do there, you know. Except for drinking. Except for drinking. And- do some drinking and some trucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do actually have a, a little fun uh, tradition where... I, I don't like country music. I'm sorry. I know people are going <sighs> to hate on me and they're going to probably, you know, come hey, find my house. I hate it too. <laughs> but um, I do allow him. It's kind of cute. His dad will let us uh, borrow his truck. Okay. And I'm like, all right, bring on the country music. Oh, bring man. it on. And so it's really fun. We get to just enjoy the, you know, the rural Missouri roads with some country music and the pickup oh, truck <laughs> no it's a good time oh man oh man yeah but yeah no um yeah that's yeah that's pretty much we we both love utah we love skiing um we love a lot of the stuff that we do out here and it's i think it's hard to find anywhere else to be honest yeah i would say um you guys are built for utah I like you it. guys are always like i'm like yeah man that's pretty cool i like going on hikes yeah. I'm um, really into that. Even I like cold hiking though. Like Nice. Like when nobody likes to go, that's yeah. when I like to that's go. That's why I like to night hike. Yeah. It's, it's Let me best. know. I'll go on a night hike with you guys. It's like mind blowing. Mostly on a full moon. Never it's been. Never game done changer. It. Do you need the spikes for your that's shoes? That's how we got engaged. 
Really? Yeah, he proposed. So our thing when we started dating was peak bagging, trying to do as many peaks as we can in one day. And um, animals. There's this <laughs> peak that it's very special to both of us. And we did a, a sunset night hike up there, and he proposed to me up on that peak. So. Oh, man. Yeah. What a stud. Very romantic. <laughs> Dream proposal. That's what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. Yeah. So uh, I know I keep asking you so... Because I saw you guys put your house for rent. That's, oh, that's done. So that yeah. is actually another property that we have. That's a townhouse. Oh, man. Yeah. So I thought you guys were moving. I thought you were moving out of this country. No. We bought this uh, this know. house two years ago. Lucky. Um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> Try buying we, a house now. I'm not going to lie. We got lucky. I think uh, our house... We found it on a Sunday, saw it on Monday, put an offer on Monday, like 8 p.m. And uh, the lenders like rates are going up tomorrow. We were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. So we got super lucky with the house. Spent. Good for you guys. And so we just have the other property that we just rent out. Smart. I, I, there's this little house right over here by the park. Uh-huh. Um, the little old lady passed away. She was so sweet. Um, always like waved for her. Oh. But um, you know, she passed on and I was like, dang, I want that house. If that house ever went, it's for sale now. Yeah. So I looked up and Zell was like, Wow, three three hundred, you know, thirty with thirty three thousand three fifty. Yeah. I was like, so I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute, sixteen hundred square foot. <laughs> You're like, for yeah, two I'm good. Bed, one bath. I was like, no, yeah. that house is not worth that amount of money. Because there's one house right up the street here that's newer, yeah. bigger, and I think it's going for about the same. That's crazy. Like, Trying to buy a house right now is just like, dude, you might as well just... Yeah, that's that's okay. I just know if I, if I ever have kids <laughs> that my children will probably be living with me for eternity. Probably. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I don't think uh, home ownership is just um, unfortunately becoming a thing of the past for a lot of. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, culturally, you know, I in Hispanic families, it's like you buy one house. Oh and yeah, everybody. Your moves in. your entire yeah. family lives there, and uh-huh. you know the they have the one car that's the car for lifetime and the house that's the house <laughs> for a lifetime, you know, it's like here, you know, when we moved to the States and it was like, Oh my gosh, everything is like so fast, fast, you know, clothing and cars. And like, you can, every, it's like every, every year somebody's getting some new. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a different ball game. <laughs> I don't, I wish, uh, I wish more people could just take the time and just slow it down. Myself included, uh, just watching time fly. It's yeah. because I'm just really busy. And I tell this to a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. only going by because you're busy. Yeah. When you're not busy, it's like, dude, this day is dragging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we live in like a very fast pace. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, yes. We live in a very fast paced society. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny when I go back to South America and I'm in Chile and I'm like, Wait, lunchtime from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m.? Yeah. I'm like, how the hell are you going to pay your bills, man? <laughs> I know. Going on vacation so, is tough for me. It's it's hard to just like turn everything off. Just Yeah. Okay, don't do anything. Yeah. Wake up late, be, it's like, oh, dude, how do you, it's tough. Yeah. I told uh, my husband, I was, you know, both of us do a lot, you know, I do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, 
And I said, you know, we just, we need to learn how to have our house as a vacation home, meaning, hey, our phones are going to get put away for the entire weekend and everybody's going to think we're gone and we're going to entertain ourselves at home without TV and just like connecting with each other, enjoying each other's company, you know, focusing on cooking our food and meditating together and just being mindful because sometimes, you know, he's so sweet. Sometimes he's like the end of the week and he's like, I just feel like I haven't connected with you. And I'm like, I know we're just, we're just going, 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 you know? So also trying to be mindful in our lives with that is so important, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes with, you know, just the societies, it's the society we live in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's good that you guys are doing it. Um, I'm so glad that you came over. Yeah, like, me everything. too. Where where can people find you if they want to like explore? Yes, so the... I have um, my and my Instagram. I do have a link account, so it's Valentina de dot ferrari okay i do not own a ferrari i wish i did (laughs) i think we all do (laughs) um so yeah so uh, on my instagram i do have a booking link and people can book in a free 30 minute session where i just kind of explain the process and kind of get to know them and see if we're compatible and see what they're looking for and kind of set expectations and you know answer any questions that people might have so and then see if what the coaching will look like for them. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. uh, I'm glad the timing was right. It's been... It was meant to be this time. It it was was about time. It was a long run. I was (laughs) like, you know, I'm going to keep trying, but I don't want to be annoying. I don't like being that guy. Um, So I'll, I'll hit people up maybe like once or twice a month. And then I'll leave it alone for a long time. So did I told you public speaking fear, yeah. right? So here's uh-huh. where we're at, where we're at today. Yeah. You know, I mean, you would have told me this when we, when you asked me, I, would, I was like, oh, yeah, the podcast sounds Hell cool. No. <laughs> and then I'm just like, all right, you're never yeah. going to see me again. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, I, I just, you know, cause I, I follow you like, um, on Instagram. I was like, dang, she's get She's married. Did and I was like, she's just way too busy. I was like, I, you don't need to be asking right now. Because I knew I did ask you one, at one point. You're like, dude, I got a wedding going on. Yeah. I got I X, Y, and Z. I was like, fair enough. Yeah. It and, worked uh, out, though. It's good timing. Yes. And I'm glad you guys are staying in Utah. I'm glad you guys are. Yeah. I mean, not for my personal well-being, but like, um, I, I just, uh, when I heard it, I was like, dang, you're moving? No, we'll, like, we'll oh, be here. Man. <laughs> we'll be here dying from the salt flats and from the pollution. Uh, eventually, and, yeah, we're you all know, gonna die from that, huh? Dude, it's you fine. see the air today? Oh, oh my it's god, fresh and so clean. I just can't wait to get out there and just oh, take a deep breath in. Yeah, and then the <laughs> toxics they say is coming from the Salt Lake drying up. I don't know. I know. I'm just like, you know what? I, I. We're all going to die of something. I'm doing the best that I can with eating healthy, exercising, you know. But as I mentioned, the rabbit hole goes very deep when it's, yeah. you start thinking about everything and it's just, there's only so much we can control, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go anywhere, state in, every state's going to have an issue. Yeah. You know, Nevada's going to run out of water soon, supposedly. And like, we Yeah. My girlfriend told me that the water in Florida is yellow, her when she fills up her bathtub is yellow. I'm like from mm. so many chemicals that they have to put to clean the water. So then it's like, hey, you know what, what 
I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. I'm doing the best that I can. I try to show up for the world, the environment, the best way I can. But, you know, yeah, I can't be moving every yeah. every year somewhere new <laughs> yeah. just because the just pollution. Because they got an or, issue. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I, I just totally drive. Agree. I'll just drive my car less. Luckily, I work from home now. So oh, that that's always been a dream of mine. Work from home. Yeah, you but. know, I had to learn to. Um, <laughs> so funny, but I was like, "How do I want to show up in my business?" And this is going to sound really silly, but as soon as I started not wearing sweatpants on my calls you know you know how they have the joke that the guy is wearing boxers and then a button-up oh, yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. all right well For girls are wearing sweatpants like something pretty similar you know and my business shifted so much once i started getting dressed up for work it was mind-blowing i bet because it feels like uh there's a little more effort in there. Like yeah, you're taking it serious. Mindset. Yeah, yeah. It's mindset. I totally get that. Right? It's like, what is what is embodying a successful person look like? What is how do they show up for their business? How do they show up for work? You know, yeah. it's like gotta start showing up better for the life I'm trying to create, you know? Yeah. So. But if we were doing a session, I was like, dude, wait, hold on. And I'll stand up. And I'll be like, hey. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, she doesn't take her job serious. <laughs> Total judgment right there. Uh, I mean, I, I've done it too. It was like, I've, I've been on like school calls for stuff and they're like, dude, I'm in like short shorts <laughs> and there's like coffee and shit all around me and like in a sweater, just like, uh, this isn't very professional, you yeah. know, but I totally get that. But well... I was going to ask you something and I totally forgot. It'll come to you. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> See, I had it. told you. <laughs> if you ever need to do like for your business, if uh -huh. you want to grow, like uh, if you want to do some sort of audio or anything. Yes. Let me know because it is all here. That. That's I awesome. Could chop it up for you if you want to do like a, like a breathing session for folks. Yes, I would love that. That would be amazing. Yeah, let so, me know. It's here, here you for go. you. See, look, my brain, you say I'm looking for a new purpose and I'm like, okay, he can start making money off this. How do we get a business going? How do we do this? What investors do we need? Yeah. I don't even want money. I just want to, I just want to let you know it's there. I love if that. You Thank ever, you. If you ever, I, I enjoy editing uh, audio. I love coaching people through it. I would love for you to teach me. Um, literally, I will pay you for your time because I, there are so many things that I want to learn how to do that I don't know how to do. So that would be it, awesome. I, I could tell you. Yeah. And I could teach you. And so you could get the where stuff do we home. find you? <laughs> where oh, it's do we Herb Sessions. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's all out there. It's just on Herb Sessions. But yeah, if you, if you want me to like sh tell you what to get and I'll show you a couple of times. Love it. I mean, it is, it's beyond easy. Cool. I, I've been doing it for a while and I've been wanting to pass this down to somebody. Yeah. So. You can grow it. Arms wide open. <laughs> I'm here. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, it's there for you. So cool. thank you again um, for coming on. Thank and um, I appreciate you and your time. Love it. Thank All you right. so much. All right, folks. Enjoy. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.